Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. At times like this, you know, it is, it's difficult and, uh, you know, very, very hard to come up with come up with the answers to, to maybe all the questions that everybody's looking for. Well, I think I think the first thing I would be, I'm thinking about is the supporters at the club because, you know, they, they put their hard-earned cash into coming along. They do it in big numbers week in, week out. We've got a great away following. We've got a great home support. So for me, you know, my thoughts are with them because they're the ones who, you know, ultimately we play for. And uh, we're just disappointed that we've not been able to give them something better. But... Uh, all collectively from the top to the bottom we'll have to have a look at it to see what we can do better the tone in David Moyes' voice there reflecting the mood on Wayside at the moment no different the the season really is it well I know but not even by his standards I think that was uh, for someone who often sounds like a funeral director that was that was was peak funeral director it was taking it to new levels wasn't it Mm. this is the Wiseman say podcast should we call it a relegation special or not we don't have any special features lined up or anything like that Maybe just a. Well, it's the first. This is we the can't first. even say it's a counselling session because we always say that when we're it's, bad enough. This is like an extreme counselling session. It's the first podcast we've done as a championship club. Mm. Technically, I guess. Technical, not officially. A relegated club because obviously yeah. we've never we've not been yeah. relegated. The so. R is next to Sunderland's name. It is. Now. It is. Uh, thanks for. It always listening. felt it was going to go that way, didn't it? Right from the start. A little <laughs> wobble. We'll, you, know, you call it a bit of a good run of wobble now, don't you? Because yeah. we were so bad. A little spike in January, didn't yeah. we? Uh, I just uh, meant generally over the four years we've been doing the yeah. program. <laughs> I know, I know. And, 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 you know maybe, little spike maybe, in 2030. Maybe, maybe we'll then. win some games next year, who knows. Um, myself and Gareth are joined by Rory Fallow and Michael Luff today, which is a bank holiday Monday, and it's a lovely way to spend your bank holiday Monday talking about Sunderland's relegation. Uh, immediate reaction on the game, anybody, before we start uh, Moyes bashing? Or, no, let's not say Moyes bashing, because maybe not everybody's in the Moyes out camp. We'll, we'll have a debate about the, the future of again. Sunderland going forward again. <laughs> well, that is a weekly feature, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Shall we talk about Kasri? <laughs> yeah, the, Kasri the greatest hits. Yeah. I, I think Moyes was right, actually, in saying the performance wasn't that bad. But uh, as with most games throughout the season it's just been not quite enough alright but not enough not enough quality it was it was alright in comparison to what some of what was seen although apparently in the week it was stated that we'd played quite well at home recently which equates mm-hmm. to no wins in 2017 five goals in 2017 no win at home last 10 December. games we've only scored in one game is that right? yeah, yeah. Um, I think which it was actually, just, think it's actually d- that's remarkable in well itself, it's longer because no because we scored well, two we've scored twice in our last fifteen, I think. Four at Palace and <laughs> so yeah, great. Can we just remember this about the Palace game. But the, <laughs> no, but this is the thing here, right there, isn't it? And we 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 are acknowledging that the squad is poor, and that the, the the quality isn't there. Can you just can any manager justify 
his side, what, what are you saying, scoring twice in 15 games? Is no, that, well, can anybody do it? Can anybody? Because what, what it does as well is it highlights Jermaine Defoe's importance. We always say, don't know, that it's quite a lazy thing for somebody maybe outside of Sunderland to say, well, take Jermaine Defoe to Sunderland's team and, and they're rubbish, but it is actually relevant here. Because well, no, put him in the team we haven't scored. Yeah, well, exa- so. No, exactly. But what I'm saying is imagine if we didn't have his goals because a lot. it's not like... You felt the team were tactically set up to suit Jermaine Defoe. A lot of the goals he was creating for himself, and he was just because he was a good centre forward. I don't think the team was tactically set up. <laughs> well, no, that, that's my point. Generally. So, what I'm saying is, can you imagine the carnage if we didn't have somebody well, the like that? The fact that we've just gone to Middlesbrough and had four shots on target, two of most dangerous of which were from outside the box. But we played well, Rory. Oh, yeah, oh. we did. Brilliant. <laughs> like, like, how can we complain about that? Like, Best we've played this season or something. Yeah, even better said. than winning 4-0 <laughs> against Palace. I think that shouldn't that, Tottenham that, out. That Bournemouth game was, you know, they didn't even have to get out of first gear to beat us. They didn't, didn't make they them came work for a point, hard. didn't they? Yeah. Like they, 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 they were fine with it, with just getting yeah. nil nil. Yeah. But that's it. They'd all come for a point and they get free. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. They've it all, but it's been a problem for a few weeks. I mean, you go back to the Watford game a few weeks ago and the Bournemouth game at the weekend. I just think a moderately motivated team would beat them. Just a team with a little bit of spirit, a little bit of fight. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sometimes we talk about tactics and that a lot, and I don't just want to sound like like Paul Merson or someone here, but at times it isn't really about like tactics or formation or the way you set up. It's just about having just a little bit of like desire about you, a bit of bottle. Really, the, the way Leicester have turned their season around, exactly. and it is pretty much just having the shackles thrown off them, isn't it? It's just executing, execute the plan that's been presented. Yeah, you know, but make the players believe that they can go and do what they can oh. do. Even even Middlesbrough yesterday, they get a two-do draw with Man City. I don't think Steve Agnew's pulled off a tactical masterclass to do that, but perhaps his players have just got a result and he's given them a bit of belief back. So, you know, a team that has struggled to score goals all season, go and score two against Manchester well, City. Well, if you're doing the same thing week after week and it's not working, then the players are going to start becoming disillusioned with it, aren't they? Because yeah. they're going to look and they're going to look towards the manager and say, right, we need something from you here as well. You well, to, you know, you rely on your manager or, or to, to, to come up with something, whether it is tactical or whether it is just purely from a motivational point of view. And you, and you don't feel that either of those boxes no, could be ticked presently. I mean, there's a lot of reports about the training that yeah. they're all unsatisfied with. There's a really good article. Forget who who wrote it, but in the Independent, saying that alluded to it's the guy who did the Michael, uh, up there Walker, is it? Ma- Michael Walker. Right. Yeah. Uh, but seek it out if if you've not yeah. seen it, because it's it's a it's a great article. There's a lot of alluding to mm. even the not necessarily the playing stuff, but the stuff generally just are dissatisfied with Moyes and don't see him as this leader to get behind or anything like that. There's, which there was also one in the uh, by Craig Hope in the Daily in the Mail, Daily which Mail, did yeah. not didn't allude it. It, what does it call him? The energy vampire the energy or vampire. something? <laughs> but that, you know, so we will often talk. I guess you know, there's we're fans, and you know, we haven't played the game to a to a standard or or whatever. So you kind of go with you, everyone's got views and opinions on how the game should be played or whatever. But you do feel you know you're you're a layman essentially because you know you you don't know what it's like day to day, and you kind of. Well, we all think this, but you know there must be something behind closed doors that means this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. However, I think now there's, we've got so much access to to everything as fans, or you know, no matter what you want to look at, if you you like your stats or whatever. That's not for me, but you can watch every football match in the world practically whenever you want. And I don't know. I think people are a bit more clued up, and I think uh, you know a lot of people have been. You can see. 
what's happened there. And if you're a Sunderland fan, it's been particular that energy vampire that you know everyone said he sucked the life out of the club. He's ripped the heart out of the team. This isn't just us saying this. This is lots of other people saying this. And then it concludes with this article when we're relegated, saying, "Oh, this extra player, or whatever, who played for Sunderland's calling them the the uh, what was it energy energy vampire." Energy vampire. Well. You know, if we can all see this as people who go to the game every week, and there's a lot of people who are working within the club who feel that way, then why have we just persisted? Why have we, why have we created this tomb for him to yeah. come and you, you look, know, you look get at the, rea- the reaction? To say it is the bloody bloodthirst for <laughs> disappointment. I don't know what the analogy is, but but yeah. you look at the reaction to Bournemouth's goal. That's the goal that ends a ten-year stay in the Premier League. And there was just nothing, was there? There was a smattering of boos, but most people just walked out. A lot of people just didn't turn up to start with, actually. A lot of empty seats. The applause when the players came out, there was just nothing. I didn't applaud the players. Oh, no, no. But but there was just no no reaction to anything going on. Everyone was totally disengaged. You you could tell from even, like, the minute you left the house on Saturday, like, even, like, the pubs in the town, like, about one, two o'clock, they were, like, half empty. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no kind of, like, even... I mean, I'm not saying like you're going to be like like buzzing for Bournemouth at home and that, but like there's just no like sense of anticipation or like any like buzz or anything. People were just like really going through the motions, and I think that just translated onto the pitch. And I don't know, like even when the relegation was confirmed, there wasn't even a sense of relief. I just felt nothing. Yeah, you were almost trying to make yourself feel something because you kind of felt duty bound to. But yeah. you were like, oh well, I've turned up again. Right, okay, what am I going to do now? Right, okay, can we just have next season? It's just. <laughs> Just cancel the game. Aye. Just take a 3 0 defeat every yeah. game for the rest of the season. Don't fulfill the fixtures. It's going to be 3 0 defeats yeah. anyway. <laughs> it's probably your first relegation, really, isn't it? Well, you don't patronise us that much. No, but, <laughs> no, but it probably is, isn't no, it? No, it's not. Um, my first season of going regularly was uh, 19 pointers. My, oh, first, right, okay. my first ever game was um, Charlton at home with a three young goals. <laughs> Such your so, fault then. Yeah, so, 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 I've had, um, so I've had two record low relegations. So you've had when I've had season tickets. <laughs> We've been relegated four times for the Premier League and you've managed to get in there. So yeah. yeah. Three of them yeah. It's my little badge of honour. Yeah. <laughs> well, my first away game was uh, Sellers Park when we got beaten off uh, Wimbledon and got relegated in 97. So that was a so. good one as well. Yeah. My yeah. first away game was a Man City when we got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my first game. My first, first game was, was remember when we got beat 5-0 away at Ipswich we were 4-0 yeah. down at yes, half-time. I was there. A bloke went for a pie and missed two goals. <laughs> uh, he, he thought we were only getting beat 1-0 and like, like, didn't realise for ages. I left at half-time that game went to the pub. What a lad. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Where, look, can we go no, back? Don't forget it. Don't go, go on there next season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice place. It was actually still there with work last year for a bit. It's all right. Um, anyway, for a bit. For a, <laughs> we're a couple of days. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a Bobby Robson statue there as well. Cause, uh, that's, yeah, that's the club he's most associated yeah, did, yeah, with. Yeah. They didn't spit that's, on him. He actually won something there as well, didn't he? Eric Gates as well. You know, all the best ones. Alan Brazil won there in the cup as part of the run of the semi final as well. That was the fourth round after that was when that was when Simon Robinson made his two minute Sunderland cameo over shorts ever career in the club's history. About Ipswich, actually, can't wait for it next. That's great knowledge, Michael. Remember, yeah, it was um, Finidi George or something who scored for them. Yeah, he was good for the Alan Armstrong in that five. That 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 was a night as well when Bramble not even notched that game. I think he might not notch. 
Right now, Bramble not. Michael, Michael Ingham <laughs> as well, flapping across us in that 2 2 draw. Yeah, yeah. Up under Mick McCarthy. Oh, Brian Dane with the assist for um, the second goal. Darren Bed scored for Ipswich, didn't he? Yeah, Mark Stewart, um, Mr. Penalty as Alex well. Alex Mathie as well, that one, remember that one? Yeah, we scored a hat trick. No, the big was 3 0. Yeah, the big the was 2 0. We outplayed them and he, sco- he scored, they had three that chances the, and scored um, them all. That was the 90s, that was the playoff season, whether that was the night where it was like, oh, we're not. Oh, I'm thinking of a different oh, Mathie game. Ipswich is a happy hunting the, ground. The, the, um, yeah. the year we won the league under Reid, 95 96, we lost 3 0 and Alex Mathie scored a hat trick. I'm thinking of the we, one. We, it was Paul, I think it might have been Paul Stewart's debut for something. I was thinking about the uh, the other one where we lost two nil and then the night. Uh, oh, Matt Holland scored. Did he? A diving header, I think. And um, I'm sure Alex Matthews scored as well because he? he was a Geordie wasn't he? and it was like the whole thing. Or he played for Newcastle or something, didn't mm, he? He played for Newcastle. Yeah, I think he's Scottish, isn't he? Is he? I, I think so. Know. Well, everywhere, thing, everywhere from York to like Berwick seems to be like Newcastle, <laughs> doesn't it? So yeah. <laughs> the northeast. <laughs> Newcastle, Gateshead, Berwick, <laughs> yeah. wherever they can lay their hands. What was on. it under Keane as well? Didn't someone score? Alan. Was it Alan? Uh, what do you call him? He played for Huddersfield as well. Oh, we got, we got beat of them Ireland. in one of like his early games, yeah, didn't we? I think we got, got beat three 0 He scored a hat trick. This Alan Watcher's face. No, 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 was it Alan Clark Alan Lee. Like that? Alan Lee. That was it. I was, was it not one 0 Because no, he scored a hat trick. No, we got beat three one. We were having a shot on target. Uh, we took the lead, didn't we? Uh, didn't we? Was it an own goal? Uh, I was. Yeah. yeah. Well, must have been because it wasn't shot on target. <laughs> this is a weird tangent. <laughs> we should just do every I'm week trying, like memories of somewhere. Of these like past yeah. games. Look at all like these that, times that, we've that been humiliated. Teams that we, teams that we haven't yeah. seen in, in so long. Yeah. It just reminds them of our miserable records again. To let some of our newer fans know that uh, yeah. it, it can be worse. <laughs> no, I did like about And Ipswich. it will be worse. Yeah, about Ipswich back in the day, they had very elaborate goal nets, I remember. They had these like weird blue goal nets and it was kind of like... You'd have to see them early years of the Premier League. When, so like, they were sponsored Chris, by Fison or something. It was when it? they were sponsored by Fison's. Yeah. yeah, but they had these. Chris Kawamia. Yeah, they had these really <laughs> odd goal nets. Jason Dazelle. They were like the way they were like. Jason Kundi. Those yeah, kind of people. Yeah. He scored for the halfway line. He did. did, did he did. Ipswich podcast, is it? <laughs> <laughs> he scored against Spurs. Big yeah, fan of the, the, the Trackner right? boys. Yeah, big fan of the, the, the Trackners. Ooh, boo, Norwich. Yeah, how about Alan Partridge? Shall we talk about? No, let's not talk yeah. about. Well, the thing is, out I, I, I want to know. Else, we, 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 I've been trying to think of a segue to get back to get back in here, and I can't. I can't manage it quite. Well, we're, we're, just gonna have to, we're just going to have to just totally like interrupt the flow of the conversation. <laughs> well, then, so David Moyes, right? Yeah. Um, un, un, unfortunately, is can anyone play a devil's advocate now uh, and have an argument for David Moyes? Devil's advocate? Mm. Can they? No, seriously, because I mean the the. the not everybody wants him out, and, and some people would would say that this this has been coming, which you could argue it has. The way I look at it with 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 Moyes is, I can understand how if somebody was to come in and put their own stamp on a side and change things around entirely, that it would take a year at least to do that. So there is that. However, for me, that that's part of the problem that he couldn't identify that he. He didn't have the capacity to come in and just change everything. He like he's see he keeps saying he likes his sides to control games and stuff. Sunderland don't have the players for that, and they didn't have the players for that. And we've mentioned it time and time and time again that he should have stuck as close to what Sam had last season because that was working and try and change it gradually. He hasn't. So is there an argument now where you say, okay, well at least he's he's, he's had a bit more time to put his stamp on it, or, or do you think do you think it's just too far gone for? That to at the be moment? fair, that's a really arbitrary thing to say. Is I like my teams to control <laughs> games. 
Right, that was I. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I like my team to yeah. score lots of yeah. I think, goals. I think possession is, is, is what I'm getting at, and Sunderland aren't a side, certainly at Premier League level. There's not. Who, I don't think there's start. many. I, I know this. Obviously, there's two games. There's two teams in every game, so this <clears> probably doesn't make sense. But I don't think you do. You probably get more teams across the league who win games by surrendering the ball than you do who yeah. dominate the yeah. game with the ball and yeah. win oh, games it's, it's now. The new, yeah. It's the new way of playing almost now, isn't yeah. it? Well, You'd rather the opposition have football, you try and yeah. hit them on a counter-attack. Yeah. Absolutely. I just don't know how you can question the man with such a great win ratio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, to Third be or fourth best ever. <laughs> to be serious, though, I think the one argument perhaps for Moyes is Although Everton was a long time ago, I don't think it's fair to totally dismiss what he did there and what he built because it was only 2013 when he left there. I know it's four years ago and football moves on a lot in four years. But when you look at his transfer record at Everton, maybe if he's had the... Up and down. It was, but he's had like a year to analyse kind of like what he wants. He's had a year to look at the squad. I am really clutching the straws here. No, no. Look, people uh, do think this. So and, and, and you look at it, so, so maybe he'll be looking at it now. And if he has like a strategy in place of what he wants to do, like target a specific like core of players, it can't just be the mismatch we've had this year, where it's just kind what? of like there's been some young players, but then he just brings in Stephen Pienaar. There's got to be a set plan going forward. And I think that's the only circumstance he can steer. And I think Short needs to like save him at the end of the season. Like, look, David, like how much is your heart in it? Like, are you still moping about Manchester United, or are you mm. committed to turn the football club around? I, I, you're right, and I, I was thinking about this earlier in the Everton thing, and we said on into the late last week that you know it does deserve. Uh, you can't, you can't just dismiss it. However, when he first went Everton, I think it was around 2002ish, which yeah, you would argue so. that was when the he stabilised the club and the rest was just sustaining it which isn't necessarily an easy thing to do but it is easier than going to a side struggling and transferring it so I would say it's possibly 15 years since he since he did that job for me it's the it's knowing him, him he's clearly and he come out and he, he said it to the BBC afterwards Afterwards, um, I'll, I'll stand there watching him um, getting interviewed by the BBC and and he said it again you know I've got a lot of experience as a manager and I walked in to the dressing uh, I walked on to the training ground and I, I, I and I can see what a, a decent side looks like and even a side good enough to finish mid table and I didn't think I had that now he actually said that again quoted talking to the BBC now if you know you're in that position forget about whether he should be saying it in the media or not if you're in that position you need to start having some imagination yeah. on the on the on the tactics and more importantly, on on the in the transfer market, yeah, go in and say right, this group of players isn't good enough to win the way I, I want to play, which is what he thought. But apart from that three at the back experiment, which had mixed results, he's just continued to do it and continued to do it and continued to do it. There's a joke, isn't there? That, that I can't remember who the manager was now, but he got asked what his plan B was, and he said, "My plan B is." To try plan A harder or something like that. I can't remember the exact quote. Um, so to, to get advanced. to get better at plan A or something. That that was what mm. he said. And there's almost a sense of that. Um, and Costa's an easy example to hold up, isn't he? In, at, at Hull, who's come in and, and diagnosed a problem. But we can look closer to home because Allardyce did it last season. And another managers have done it as well in short spaces of time. It might not have worked out long term, but they've had they've had some like what you say imagination tactically. They've known. These players might not be very yeah. good, so why does David Moyes take a look at these and it's like they're not very good enough? There's nothing I can do about it, and that just that just makes it look like a man who, as you were saying, Ella Short needs to ask him, 
is your heart in it? Because it doesn't. You, you watch his post-match interview where he's just looking <laughs> at the floor when he's asked, um, "Are you going to be here next season?" He just skirts around the question. His body language, you can see it. He doesn't want to be here. And if I think he just sits there on a night like watching Everton season reviews with like yeah. a bottle of whiskey next to him, just like thinking about the good old days and <laughs> one, like ha- and how one have, single tear going like, down yeah, his cheek. And, and how have I ended up like at this football club? Like how indignant? Like it's just. I don't, I mean, think, was, I don't think David Moyes has teared up. They, they, has got teared up. No, so, definitely, or the dried, the all dried out. He was manager of Manchester United. Yeah, like after they'd won the league. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, the thing that I think a good analogy for Moyes is it's almost like. A substitute teacher going into a class who who would do good preparing for the GCSE English exam, right? <laughs> and then just going, oh, I'll just give you all crosswords <laughs> for six months. Here's some crosswords, and then when they get the exam and they fail, you can go, well, did what I could. I mean, with the kids that I had, yeah, you know, all, they're all stupid. What, what, yeah, what 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 more? What, what would you expect me to do? It was a low achieving class anyway, so yeah, the, all they could do was crosswords. That's this, this has been coming for ages. Yeah, so be, exactly. We're always going to fail this because exactly. it's, it's, it's good to do that though, because as a teacher, you've got to try and be creative. Be creative if you if, if, yeah. if, in, in, in just, teach different age groups. I, I think it's true. It's, it's that I mean is speaking from you cannot separate his demeanour and attitude from the results. No matter what you want, whatever's in the middle, the players. The, the the finances, the, the transfers, Sunderland's ability to attract certain players or the injuries, all of those things are relevant. But if you did a Venn diagram, you know, you, there'd be pretty heavy crossover. That that attitude yeah. is, you cannot disassociate from the results because from the very outset he's given people ex- he's given teams excuses yeah. sorry the, the team excuses given players excuses to make the comment he made when he signed saying I didn't take the job I didn't take the job last season and this this just negates everything he said this year I didn't take the job when Allardyce took it because I didn't think I'd keep that team up Allardyce kept that team up so would he have, if he'd come in and said of Allardyce he's basically saying he came in with the attitude I can't keep this team up anyway yeah. so going down doesn't matter nothing I can do about it just going back to the point you made before about like how people have quite, quite rightly said this has been coming for years and I don't want to just go over all ground but do you think like the whole like rotten core thing is a bit of like a fallacy and it, again it gives, it, it, it gives people excuses even if we don't even like analyse what the term means I just think like people talk about deep root problems with the club and Allardyce proved quite clearly last year it's not really about like deep root issues <laughs> it's just about doing a bit coaching getting your recruitment right and I think sometimes football is a bit more basic than like people talk about these kind of like almost like elephants in the room and they're not really like, just not relevant. No, uh, yeah, we, we've said it time and time again. This it's an excuse to hide behind, isn't it? The managers have started to come out. Uh, you know, Poyet when he started to struggle, come out and said it. And yet, look at the starting eleven from from five years ago. And there's probably what Catamolano share who who players still. So season after season, we've spent millions and millions and millions and millions on players and not improve the side. That's not because there's something rotten at the club mm. or there's some sort of curse there. O'Shea and Catamol, I mean, in my opinion, deserve all, all the credit in the world. A lot of people saying, well, they're the constants in this side. But I look at it the other way and say, if managers haven't been good enough to buy better than those yeah. players in the whole time they've been here, then that says more for them. They have also been big parts of us yeah. getting out of trouble exactly, as well. Exactly. You can't, and also, you can't dismiss, you can't just say, well, they wouldn't still be here because... If they're good enough, then they'll play. Yeah. And I think you know they are decent players. Well, Shea shouldn't be playing at his uh, at his age. No, I think next but year. But that's not down to him. That's down to just 
I hope we keep shot and recruitment you know, time and time again. I hope we keep it next year because you'd be you'd be fine in that in that in that yeah, league. In his organisation, because you want a figure like him as yeah, well. Definitely. You need the leadership. His organisation well. at, at that level would would be massively important. You know, we we need we need that because you look at that league and you know, some especially of the, when we're going to be getting goals, young players in as well. Some of the goals likely. that teams concede are laughable, and you know, see some bad defenders Sunderland at times in the Premier League. You know, watch a championship. Yeah. I watched that Newcastle Leeds game, and Leeds scored the last minute. The top scorer in the division had totally half lost. a St James's Park of space to go into to score that goal, and you know, they finished second. So, you know, I'd, I'd I say I've said Dolphins did ask if O'Shea should be given a new contract. So we've kind of. Well, is, he, is it is it up this there. season? Is it? Yeah, yeah it what is. we're going to do? I mean, we're going to do this in detail on, on into the late. I think at some point go through the squad list. But O'Shea, uh, unanimous on that. But, yeah, yeah. Give, give him another year. Yeah, definitely give him another so, year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Fair. what you're expecting on that. No, no, no. Well, you know, because some people, you know, really don't like him, do they? And he does, before, he does split opinion. Before we do these Twitter questioning things, shall we not have the break bit? And then that's going to save me. Job. Yeah. Also, well, what we'll do to go into the break is we'll listen to Moyes when he was asked about his future. How about that one? Well, let me queue it up and then I'll press play. Yes, do that. <laughs> Seamless. Just stall for time. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to answer that question probably in two or three weeks' time, because I feel that you know we've just got ourselves relegated today, and I, you know I want a bit of time to think about it. But obviously, you know we're we're really disappointed. You know, we've had a we've had a long season to try and put it right. We've not been able to do so. But hopefully, you know, we can in the future make sure that we, we correct it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, a proper... Uh, broadcaster Rory would have uh, queued that in when you were talking about the subject earlier on, but <laughs> never mind about that. Let's not let's not like get professionalism in the, in the way of things here. Um, I mean, Jay Collins and asking about Moyes whether he should be sacked, walk or stick. Do people think just linked to that little clip we heard before the uh, before the little advert break, uh, popped in 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 there or after? Um, do people think he will walk or is he? It's quite easy to say that um, he's holding out. Holding out for Piot, and it was something that um, Michael Proctor and Julio Arco were saying to myself and Gareth actually off air last week. That that's 
it's a little bit of a myth in, in modern football they think that that what tends to happen now is the agent would sort them out some sort of yeah they'll come to a settlement yeah, won't they either way whether it's residing or whether it's or whether yeah. it's being sacked I'll so, apologize you had an 8 year contract in yeah. Newcastle but still yeah, you know so perhaps you know perhaps it is a bit easy just to say he's holding for a period well, does, 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 there might no, be a, he's who, always who been, knows what his con- but he's clause, always, co- contractual clause states he's always been adamant though hasn't he that, that he was going to see it through and, and like Rory's saying and like that clip suggested there he he's now not that the, that to me, the implication is that he's going to walk. I think he'll leave. I mean, I don't think he'll stay out the year. But either way, I don't think he'll be here come the end of two thousand seventeen. I don't I think, think I don't think he'll be here. I think he'll go pretty much as soon as the season's officially over. I wouldn't be surprised if it's maybe announced before the Chelsea game or around then during the game. I love, <laughs> I love a during the game second like Martin Yol when he was at Tottenham. But They're always exciting. You've got the. Or Allardyce, actually, when yeah. he's at West Ham. You know, you, you've got to look at, you know, where are we going to get the momentum from? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're talking about managers starting and having a clean slate to build and giving people time. Well, if you're going to bring a manager in to to implement a plan, then this is probably the perfect time because you yeah. can build from yeah. a You can really division. tell him he's got, he's got, a, he's got this season yeah. free, really, as long as... <laughs> don't go down yeah, in the league. Got, well, you've got also you you know you're going to lose a massive portion of the squad. You're mm. going to cut your wage bill in half for starters, at least because yeah. we're going to obviously that that'll happen anyway, and then we'll lose players yeah. who are on uh, out of contract. So you know it, it's a, it's a good opportunity. I mean, the argument, I guess, you know, but Moyes will be thinking, well, I've got through this far. Why, you know, how come it's not it's not fair? I should have got the chance to do that. Well, no, sorry. No. There's, there's, there's just been no evidence of any idea no. of what he could do, really, apart from being but, uh, uh, stuck in the past, basically. I mean, these things, because they, they can say, they'll have had in the mind all season, right, we're going to stick with noise even if we get <clears> relegated. <throat> but it's the nature the of the relegation, yeah, the manner exactly. of it, which makes it, once fans go, you know, they're gone, aren't they? Cause I don't yeah. know if anyone can ever really remember fans turning totally and then being... Well, you've got and then, and then getting it back because what what we're going to look at next season is um, what's going to happen if at the end of the season you say okay right like give him a chance to to go on the transfer market put more of his own on stamp on it which I mean the, the thought of that frightens me to be honest anyway look at his track record on the transfer market there's no imagination there no creativity there anyway what happens is it's all well and good saying right we have this fresh start in the championship next season. If you then go and lose your first two games, then the atmosphere is back. Yeah. Everything's yeah. back again, yeah, and it's exactly. just returned. And it's been like there's been no gap at all. And that was that was true of Steve Bruce in his final few months, because a lot of people were saying, "Well, he finished tenth for you last season." But the fact is that we were like sixth, and then we yeah. won one game in about four months. And the tenth was a fluke as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was about it's, four results, wasn't so, it? So, so people outside as a game were looking in at that and saying, "Well, what are you complaining about for you finished tenth? But what it was was you had two halves of the season that were disastrous, where we'd have been like in the bottom two or something mm-hmm. if you put yeah. those together. And that was what happened with Bruce. And the same thing could happen with Moyes now. Now McCarthy actually lost his first couple of games in the championship, but he'd only been there ten games. Yeah. So that gave him a bit of leeway, even though he lost them all. <laughs> so like he lost something like his first twelve games as, as manager of Sunderland. So the break actually did work in his favour. But that's the issue. Somebody is asking now, um, Lee Willingale wants to do the Man U model totally, um, copy that totally, and, and said, if Moyes goes gigs in, <laughs> give it give gigs at the end of the season. Um, no, thanks. No. It's just an unknown we, we, quantity, we, isn't we, it? We need it's a gamble, who, isn't it? Who, who knows what... If 
I'm sure we'll end up getting on to this point, but we've all probably got ideas of who we'd like. If Who's Moyes your idea? Does who, go. Who? If, if Fulham don't go up, I'd go for... Um, I hope they do go up. Well, well if they don't, yeah. though... They'll, they'll win if that If they don't, and they'll lose Sesson Young, yeah. and um, I can never pronounce his name. Someone give us a hand with the Fulham <laughs> manager's name. Jukanovic. Jukanovic. Even Egan pronounced it. That's bad, isn't it? Well, he's a linguistic expert, though. But yeah, Jukanovic, he knows the league. If you look at what he did with Watford, you know, they were quite tumultuous at the time, really. What was he? He's their fourth manager in like five weeks or or fourth manager in as many weeks. He takes them up. Fulham looked like they were going down into League One. He didn't just stay them to survival, but in 2017 they've been he'd be my choice in, well, in let's, let's be honest let's be honest here let's let's look at this realistically Fulham is a club in West London oh it'd be sideways um, best would, 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 yeah would he, would he, would he sort of, well, it's, it's sad that geography comes into it now yeah but but, but but it does maybe he's not thinking like that and you could you know he's at Fulham now and he's been at Watford before wherever whatever the stature of these clubs currently is Sunderland are a much bigger they club are. than Fulham. They are. You can lure them in with that. Players and, and managers don't always go along with that now, though. Oh do no, they? they don't necessarily. But that would be the hope. Obviously, if Fulham go up, this that's not going to happen anyway. It's not going <laughs> to go from the pre- Premier League job mm. to the Championship. I mean, Fulham, like you said, Gary, there's a couple of ways of looking at it, isn't there? One, if he was a realistic option or a target, um, I mean, no, we've still got a manager at the moment. Well, exactly. So, you, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but uh, Fulham, I would think would. Look, favourites to win. That I think next year, the it? thing with the manager as well. I mean, we can all sit here and we'll, we'll all pull the same names out the hat: Wagner or Yukanovic um, or Monk or whatever. Um, but you know, the thing is, how, that's often a, an argument used to to detract people from saying they want to sack a manager. So, oh well, who else would you get? Yeah. Who else? Well, it's not my. Give me the job of flying around the world <laughs> to scout managers. And I'll find you a manager. I can't pull a manager off the top of my head. And people like Yukanovic and, and Wagner have obviously come from places. So they've been watched and discovered <clears> and brought over. But, or, but even before that, how many of the people in this know. room had you heard of Mark Gore Silva before? Yeah, exactly. I had like, And he's, he's done a fantastic yeah. job at all. So somebody, somebody's looking at the... Somebody's going out and the problem is with Sunderland, we always... I'm not going to apply... It would be harsh to apply this to the conversation we're having now because they are obvious-ish options... But it's a little bit unimaginative, isn't it, to, to just pick... It's like there's only five managers available in the world who could do that <laughs> job. Well, that's the thing. Like, Silver would never have been yeah. on, on the you know the, the, the bookies list for the, the next whole exactly. job, would he? It, it would have been the usual suspects, whoever English managers who were out to work, who were looking for another, yeah. for another opportunity in the top flight. People like Ryan Giggs, who for some reason thinks... Well, I'll only take jobs in the Premier League. Well, <laughs> go, and, go and get a job in League Two, go and get a job in League One, work your way up. You've done nothing to deserve an opportunity no. in the Premier League off the. Like, uh, you know. It's, five but, games at Man United. Yeah, so. So, yeah, my answer is I don't know who the next manager should be at Sunderland. Those are all reasonable shouts. I think my. Logically, <clears> I'd be thinking Gary Monk might be a good fit just because of the background he's come from at Swansea, where he, he worked within. Uh, that they're probably more successful model that everyone was talking about emulating mm. with the right back and he might have a chance to 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 do to replicate that here and re- remember he did have a bad run at Swansea and he was sacked but I don't think they, the fans were really wanted no, the, rid of him no, and, it was, it was and a he had little a, bit sudden. He had a really good start of that season as well um, I think they were I think we actually broke them because I think they had a great start what, and then they um, came to Sunderland drew 1-1 one, one, and then they did something that won for what, 10 I, games. I mean, I would like to do it again, you know, Sunderland have a manager at the moment, <clears> so we can't... We, a few people tweeting in asking us, you know, what about this manager, what about that one? We can't... 
I'm not sure how entirely appropriate it is in, in, until the club, if they're going to make that He's not listening, that don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but tell you what, if he was, he'd have turned off by now. <laughs> if, if he does listen to this, but, that would yeah. explain why like, <laughs> we can't so, like, inflict all this punishment when, on us. When we talk it's about, an elaborate joke. When we talk about player recruitment being disastrous over the last few seasons, a big part of that has been because a new manager comes in, wants to put his own stamp on the squad, doesn't like certain players here, doesn't like certain players there, brings his own players in. New manager comes in, goes back to O'Shea, back to Catamol, brings his own play, and we just have a cycle. At what point, and Gav's just mentioned there about going around scouting around the world and stuff like that, at what point do clubs need to start taking more responsibility on the manager that they appoint? For example, why was... Mo- it's clear. Now, I, I, I don't know for sure what conversation Ellis Short had with David Moyes before. You know, I wasn't there, obviously. But it seems clear to me that Moyes has been given the job off his track record. So he right. could have wa- he could have walked into an interview and said absolutely anything. As it, I, as it as it looks, he might not have got a job if he turned in and went, "Well, this God's shit, and I can't do anything with them." But as, as he's been seeing two sentences, I'll just yeah. finish and I'll just it's say a long it. question. No, no, but I, <laughs> <laughs> so when a manager goes in or a, a prospective manager goes in to an interview, what would you do with this squad of players we have now? When Allardyce got interviewed for the England job the first time round. He got asked famously, "How would you play a score, uh, Gerard and um, Lampard. Lampard together?" And he said, "I'd play a three, my midfield, which he should have got the job off the back of that." But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, at that level, people get asked. It doesn't always work because Swansea famously Giggs didn't get that interview because probably didn't had uh, the job because he didn't interview well, and Brad Bradley did, and he was a disaster. So mm. I'm not saying that it's always the right way, but more responsibility or not, clubs. Well, my point actually went back to some element a uh, long way back in that question. Um, well, it was a six-parted question. <laughs> yeah. Sure you're working out, please. I can't even remember what the point I was going to make. It was, it was a bit it Alan was, Brazil, that like, wasn't yeah, it? It was quite long. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the original comment about managers always want to come in and you know bring their own players in, get rid of other players or whatever, I'm not... I th- and that's a key problem. I think the actual the problem is isn't being that so much as they're trying to do it on a on a budget because because we've been failing on the pitch. So the play, the signings that people made never worked. And let's be fair, some managers have brought in players that they wanted favourites. If you if you go back, if you look at the kind of players O'Neill signed, very O'Neill type players, people like Danny Graham, Stephen Fletcher, Adam Johnson. English, British, sort of very much for a style of play, yeah. though, at least you could, you'd say what the idea and was then, with those. You know, I guess you look at managers since Advocate brought in like Lentz for big money, Toivonen who he'd worked with mm. before. Um, he wanted to bring in the lad who failed the medical. Who I can't remember his name. The uh, was oh, it the defender for Belgian? Is a Belgian defender? Right? Lombardet or something? Yes. Like yeah, yeah, Lombardet. Lombardet. Lombard, yes. Yeah. Um, so, and then you look at what. Uh, Poy had brought in Buckley and uh, Bridcut, Bridcut, Scottwell, um, Otsari, people who he knows, Virginie, mm. people like that. Um, so, play, you know, we, managers have had the opportunity to sign players that they want. Will Buckley's still here? You know? <laughs> so, he's going to go this season. God knows how much he's on. But, that, there there are examples, I think, where, where managers have had the opportunity to to put enough of their stamp on a team. At what cost, though, in our, in our case? That's what we're saying. 
we're going back to the same players because the la- the managers are lasting twelve months on average or, or something, and, and they're getting in the they put a lot of money in the club. So what, what I'm saying is, at what point do you need to start being careful about the manager you choose? Because I've got no doubt Moyes has got the job, and we all as fans, I would say the majority of Sunderland fans were happy with that appointment. Yeah, yes, and, 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 and I would say you could say that you could argue that for every appointment that Ellis Short has made, the Canio. But one, but one <laughs> criticism, um, you, you know, you would say as well. At what point do you stop just giving people jobs on who they are, the recommendation of someone, and start saying, you know what, like, we can't afford to just turn over this squad. Give us, give us talk to us, give us an idea, gauge that person's personality. Well, we said that because, before. like I said, we said that before about Craig Gardner and exactly. Steve Bruce. Yeah. You know, that's a. You know, we signed this guy because well, we need. It was all a bit money ball. We need somebody who can take free kicks, corners. Seb Larson comes in. We need some goals from midfield. Craig Gardner, he scored goals from midfield. How are we going to play him? Don't know. <laughs> he played essentially as a number ten for Birmingham he when he was successful mm-hmm. there, yeah. and then he comes here, he plays in as a four, a four man midfield, and essentially four four two from deep. Yeah, and he let Zenden <laughs> go because he said he couldn't play in a two man midfield in a two man set midfield partnership. And then replace him with Craig Gardner. Yeah, you finished time no, four. It, no, it's, but it's right now. But it <laughs> we're sending. We're sending. Yeah. Yeah. Sending was mint at the end of that season. Yeah. It was as well. Goal for Shaw against Zenden. West Ham. Scored I could do a Zenden special. Got one of them Bolton as well. Oh yeah, we took around the keeper. Cool as you like. Oh, he's mint Zenden. Like what? Are you, some, Give of him the the we, some of the players we've had at Sunderland. <laughs> Like when you look back, like people like him who've come in. Montari, you mentioned that Bolton game, yeah. like Monta- well, own goal technically, but thought you know. his career was on the wing when he came to Sunderland <laughs> and then ended up at like Milan. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so But even that team, like and yeah, yeah and Malbrand gets let go and it's just I mean, Schwar- no surprise really. Stefan Schwartz was there at the weekend, I mean what a player he was and he came to Sunderland, I mean So what you're saying is Zenden Schwartz dream name. That's who he yeah. gave a job to. Zenden's manager, Swatch's chairman. Because Zenden was Zenden like assistant to Benitez when he was at Chelsea as well. He was in this the coaching staff. But, yeah. He was in the coaching staff. I think he was a coach at Liverpool as yeah, well. Some, some some narrative going on there <laughs> between them two. Ideal. Well, there you go. So Zenden, there you go. <laughs> Zenden's the new manager of Sunderland, starting in. July the first. Bring him home. With Schwartz as the chairman. Should be there, Chelsea, like sat behind the dugout in like disguise, in like <laughs> big Macintosh and like sunglasses yeah. on, a fake mustache. Chris yeah. is saying, have the trees at the Academy of Light grew much since David Moyes took over? No. Probably just set fire to them anyway. Darren Elliott saying he's looking forward to a new bunch of away fans coming on the show, which actually is not a bad show. Some like. fresh voices, yeah, some fresh voices. Have to find them. <laughs> Hannah Brown's asking, should vegetables be in a curry? Depends on the curry. Kind of well. What Gareth might like. What about legumes? It's kind of his kind of question. So you got lentils, I guess. Does it like spinach in like a, in a sagaloo. So yeah. Yes. So yes. The base of a curry is onion and garlic. Impertinent question. Move but on. But you know, you're not, you're not going to put like parsnips in one. So some vegetables, yes, but not all. David Marjoram saying Copperberg or Ricardo League. Neither, because I'm not. <laughs> you're not one exactly. What are you going to say? You're too hipster. Because yeah. you're not into cider. <laughs> I'd say brothers if I'm having something like that. Actually, yeah, I don't think I'll see option number different. three. I'm um, Copperberg peasant. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Actually, the, 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 the passion fruit record league. 
Remember when Aldi Ma- do some cheap versions. When Magnus reinvent managed to reinvent yeah, cider yeah. by putting ice in ice a glass, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh, I'm having some of that." Then they're just <laughs> like mint. This is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, this, this tweet's a bit sad and reflective of the mood, I guess, at the moment. Um, Union Berlin man. Uh, first time in 30 years, I won't attend a game in a whole season. I will be in London versus Chelsea, but not going. Moyes out, enjoyment thief. But he come to the uh, live show on yeah, the, in London that, on the yeah. night before. Might come well along to that. Still, be there. still tickets available for that if you want to get in touch uh, with the London branch via our website. All the details are on there. 20th of May <clears> at the uh, Knights Templar. Swing in central it should London. Should be a delightful evening of depression. <laughs> Guests to be hopefully confirmed soon. Yeah, maybe. SAFC um, <laughs> North Yorkshire saying, does anybody think we'll win again this season? I don't. No. Hashtag nah. no out. Anybody say a win? Can't nah. say it. But can't be Middlesbrough. Well, ho- le- yeah, look, exactly. Hull and Swansea now, on paper, were games you would look at and say, oh, they're winnable, but when you're down and they're fighting for the life, suddenly... I that puts well, a whole new complexion. Us, to be yeah, honest. I know, me too. They might experiment with the squad as well. They might chuck the kids in. That might happen, right. and then just yeah, Hull's home record got a lot of fight about them for all their faults. They'll just walk through us. Alf then dial score, uh, and then yeah. I'll cry and big Alf. <sighs> Another one that got what away. Could have been. Yeah. Midfield of Montari, Zenden, and Alfred and Dai. <laughs> <laughs> Gardner any, on the bench. Is there any positives anyone's taken at the moment? Are there any positives? That Moises said he might leave at the end of the season. I realise Bristol aren't going down, and like I really like Bristol. Yeah, so I, think, I think, up, I think that'll be like good away game. I Bristol think. Rovers are were in League One doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, I believe. So yeah. there, there might have been a Bristol derby. So I don't think they got into no, the playoffs they though, did they? No, no. I'm saying if Bristol, oh right, okay. well, could have been, yeah. Bolton got promoted. That's a class away there. And Sheffield United. And Sheffield well, it's United. a bit rough and a bit rough know, around Sheffield uh, United, Bramall Lane. If you've not been there, Leeds as well. If Leeds. you've not done Sheffield United away yeah. yet, away. <laughs> Leeds yeah. messed it up, didn't they? Yeah. Big time. I actually, like Fulham is a away game. Actually, so if they stay down there, we can I nick think, their manager I and then go, go down there. The in, they're the informed team, aren't they? I think they'll go up. Yeah, they've got all, they've got that classic championship momentum behind them, don't they? Mm-hmm. Playoff final will be Sheffield Wednesday versus. Uh, Fulham, that's my prediction. Yeah. Talking about momentum, on a total separate note to finish on, I guess. Brighton are going to muck this up, aren't they? Well, it does a little bit. Oh, right. That's all we've got to cling on to. That's all we've got to cling on to. We've won that league loads of times. Boring. Yeah. Last time we won it, didn't even have a parade didn't or anything. Did didn't you? even receive the trophy in the game. <laughs> went to like see went to the Ramside just, uh, uh, went to the Ram Ram side and that had a carvery, a big gravy in it. <laughs> that would be like oh, a dice, dice wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Is that that type of trophy there? Football League I think it's Championship a, trophy? It's not been that long since I thought we had one in the That's the original before, first yeah. division. No, but I don't trophy, think it has a, a I don't think it's a cup. Oh, it does have a lid. It's, like, yeah, it does got a lid. It's got a lid. It's like a pointy lid thing, isn't yeah, it? Like it's, the it's the original first division. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know it's yeah. like the original one of them, but I thought it wasn't a Imagine the amount of trophy. you get the amount of meat and vegetables and mashed potato you can get in that trophy. <laughs> well, if we win the league next year maybe we'll get a deal. Maybe that's what'll happen if like say Toby starts on the <laughs> championship instead of like drinking out the trophy at the end it'll just be like that for me Carvery that would be like thing. so appropriate to sponsor oh, the football league wouldn't it the Toby Carvery <laughs> yeah. championship it's so amazing that would Class. be I love that like 
I'd love to win the league if we got it. If you like want to send another, if you got a dinner, a dinner for winning the league. If you want to send another suggested sponsors of the football yeah. league, yeah. just yeah. tweet it along. Obviously, they could do it. Dangerous. You, could, dr- you could drink that, yeah, but wouldn't recommend it. You're probably us. drinking drink- Gazprom out the European Cup. Yeah, mixed <laughs> with Heineken, they sponsor it as well, yeah. don't they? It would probably separate, wouldn't it? It'd be like a balsamic <laughs> dip that you get uh, with yeah. the Italian. If anyone wants to try that and let us know what it tastes like, <laughs> if you survive, yeah. then I'm not going to encourage us. people to eat petrol. Eat petrol, eat not drink. Are you considering it yeah. like a soup? <laughs> so you would eat it rather than <laughs> yeah. drink it? If you dip in it, if you had bitumen, like, mm. it would be really thick. It would be like a Nutella. You could have, uh, yeah. like, so you it's, could a spread. It. it's a spread. Uh, you've, changed, you've changed it to three different things now. Spread, not a food. No, but it's like it's a spread, a soup, or a drink. And is gravy a food or a drink? <laughs> it's a condiment. It's a condiment. Mm. I wouldn't put it in a condiment bracket. It's definitely a condiment. Where do you keep your gravy in your house? Do you keep it with, con- with condiments, like with, the granules? I put the gra- ah, well, I make, usually make mine from stock, Rory. So. Ah, but even if even if so, I bet, I bet you've got some granules in your house. <laughs> I for when the peasants come over. Well, there you go. Where do you keep that? Where <laughs> do you, do you keep that? Don't packet of Gareth at all. <laughs> yeah. Original and homemade from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. People so have come out to Gareth's. People have turned off now. Shall we? They've, they've turned off because they've gone to yeah. <laughs> drink some Gazprom and decide where what category yeah. it falls into. Absolutely. The Jägermeister Championship that would be popular. You could, uh, Jäger, if the Jäger, Jäger, if Red Bull Leipzig won the the, um, the Bundesliga. Jägermeister Bundesliga, Aye, there you go. That 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 is the dream actually. The Jägerbomb that Championship. That was the Jägerbomb dream, wasn't it? For. Oh. We're marriage made in heaven. So you win the league. Yeah. You just get loads of Jager bombs. Well, don't they have that thing, though, at Bayern Munich, where they go around with the... Uh, oh, they give big the beer thing, yeah. Because every year there's like, oh, Brewery will drink it and all this. And, and then, like, all, like, yeah, all the Daily Mail comments go mental. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it always gets poured over the manager as well. Yeah. Good yeah. crack, good crack. Yeah. Well done, Germany. That's well what done. happens when you win things. Yeah. <laughs> we I just drink that. it in depression. <laughs> we go over there, in the town and drink the <laughs> Very good. By the way, if you listen to anyone from Bavaria, I really enjoy that venue. So that was our last time. Was give me some free things, and then the the town votes to leave as well. <laughs> you have to yeah. enjoy like all this lovely yeah, yeah. this European continental yeah. European bar. Yeah. Choke on your breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> let's go out on that. Let's go out on that. <laughs> well, we're really finishing the show there. Say thanks for listening, Stephen. Thank you for listening. If you're still there. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.